0: The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hi, everyone. Kimberly Fulker here, the founder and CEO of the Premier Dance Network, the only podcast network dedicated solely to the world of dance. And welcome to Pod to Chat with your host, Barry Corellis. Hello, and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corellis, and you are listening to Pod to Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this bi-weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 17 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Hello, hello, hello. I hope that you all had a wonderful past two weeks and that your 2020 has been off to a wonderful start. Uh, the past couple weeks for me have just really been all about devoting my time to getting prepared uh, for the launch of my company, Movement Headquarters Ballet Company. You're going to be hearing a lot about that, I'm sure, <laughs> in the in the future um but i'm just going to like cut to the the chase if you are interested in, in in new york city over presidents day weekend or valentines day weekend you can get tickets for your your honey um or if you just happen to be in the city for the long weekend um you can get tickets for our show uh by going to our website www.movementhqballet.org um or you can call 18778953378 and I probably should have told you like where it is and when it is uh, before that. <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're launching Movement Headquarters Ballet Company and our company debut at the Alvin Ailey City Group Theater in Midtown Manhattan on Sunday, February 16th. We have two shows, 2 p.m. and 7 p.m., um, and tickets are $35 each. I'm really excited about things. We just finally got our our, our last dancers on contract. We have 13 dancers all together Um and we have such a diverse roster. We have uh, three international artists, uh, one from Brazil, one from Australia, and another one from uh from England, I almost said, uh, Great Britain or UK, but yeah, so from, from England and, um, we have just, uh, a wonderful spread of artists with lots of experience. Uh, we have a, a former solos with Boston Ballet. We have dancers that have been on the Broadway show and the, and the national international tours of American in Paris. We have dancers from other regional companies, uh, including dance theater of Harlem and, Oregon Ballet Theater, Texas Ballet Theater, and Nevada Ballet Theater. We even have a dancer who was on the U.S. Rhythmic Gymnastics National Team. So I'm just so excited to like show everybody what I've been working so hard on. Um, and yeah, we start rehearsals in a week and a half. We have three weeks of rehearsals to get 80 minutes of my choreography together to present to New York City. And you know launch hopefully New York's next great dance company. So, I hope that you'll join us again. Tickets are $35 and you can go to www.movementhqballet.org or you can call 1-877-895-3378 to get your tickets there. How exciting. Yeah. Other than that, I have my my classes, my regular classes at Broadway Dance Center. And what else is going on this weekend? I am heading down to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, to judge and teach at the Dance Teachers United Convention. It's a wonderful, smaller convention uh, down in the south, mostly Louisiana, Mississippi-based, probably some people from Alabama and maybe even Arkansas as well. Um, and I, and I, I worked with them first down in Gulfport, Mississippi. I, I guess it was Biloxi, technically. They're like right next to each other uh, this past summer. And uh, I had such a great time and they invited me back and I'm really looking forward to working with their community again and uh, just sharing my experience, and my knowledge. Um, beyond that, other than Movement Headquarters launching at the end of February, I will be heading to Denver to start judging for Youth America Grand Prix. So spreading the love across the the ballet competition scene, the more jazz contemporary lyrical uh, competition scene and all of that. Um other than that I also am talking to a few schools across the country about teaching for them during the summer. Um so if you are a listener and you are a teacher or if you have influence within a school, um I I do have a little bit of availability left to teach this summer uh, if all of these uh, things end up happening. I'll announce where I'll be teaching once it's all solidified. Um, but yeah, so if you are interested, uh, please reach out to me sooner than later. I do ballet, contemporary, pointe de pointe. Uh, I can do choreography, master classes, workshops on college and professional careers and resumes and everything in between social media, obviously. But yeah, so that's what's going on with me. Um, and let's get on to the topic of today's podcast. So um, I feel like I've done some a summer intensive podcast in the past, but it's been quite a while. Um, so this one is more, f- this podcast is more catered to uh, pre-professional students aged probably like 10 to Um, as well as their parents and maybe even to uh, teachers at schools and directors of schools that are trying to learn more about summer intensives. So um, really, I wanted to talk about just like what maybe you would look for in an intensive. And then I'm going to do something that I haven't done before. I have my trusty dance magazine. You'll be able to hear me flipping my pages, uh, throughout the podcast. Um, cause I'm going to go through dance magazine and I'm going to look at the ads and I'm going to share information that I know about these programs. Um, just a little disclaimer. This is my opinion. This is not like the word. If you ever are want like direct information, you should call or email these programs directly. Um, obviously I did summer programs of uh, quite a while ago, like 20 years ago, and certain things have changed. Um, but I'm going to offer you my educated, uh, experience. That's a weird way of saying it, but I'm going to, I'm going to offer you my educated opinion, um, on different programs, uh, based off of my experience as a kid. And then also, uh, what I've heard from students that I, I've worked with that have gone to different programs, okay? So before I start flipping through pages, I wanted to just talk about a few things. So first off, what should you look for in a summer program? Um, There, there are a few different areas that I wanted to discuss. First, location. This really, it it just depends on A few different factors, it could come down to age, maybe uh, you're too young to go away for summer, it could come down to money, Um, it could come down to if you naturally get homesick, Uh, or a handful of other factors. But um, really, there are three different types of locations that you can choose when it comes to attending a summer program. The first one, obviously, is staying at an intensive that is close to home. So that could be your local, like your regular year-round school program, um, or it could be another local school in the area. If you live in a more rural area that isn't near a city, uh, you're probably going to have less options if you stay at home. Um, but if you live closer to a big city, it might be easier for you to branch out and try something different. Um, the benefits of staying closer to home is that you can save a lot of money, uh, because you're going to be staying, you're going to be staying at home and not have to worry about the... Uh, a dorm, paying a dormitory fee or finding your own housing. Um, one of the challenges though, that I have found with, uh, staying at at home for intensives is that if it is a program where there are students that are staying in a dormitory or an apartment type situation, there's usually less, uh, socialization that happens with your, your child or with, with the student that's going home every day because a lot of times the kids really connect after class because in class they're quiet, they're focused, they're paying attention. They might get to talk during lunch and uh, during their short breaks. But um, if social life is a big, if it's a, v- a valuable aspect of summer programs, um, if you do stay at home, it could interfere with that. Um, obviously, if it's like a very local school where all of the kids are living ho- at home, um, that would be different. But um, I'm talking more about different, like those types of programs where um, there's a residential factor to it. Um, another Type of program is one that's far enough to drive, but not like close enough for you to uh, go home every night. I I have known like when I went to the Kirov Academy of Ballet, for instance, there were students that lived in the dormitories during the week, and then on during the weekends they would go home with their family. Um, and that that is actually a pretty good situation for the type of student that gets homesick um, because four or five days, so say that they, they're they there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, overnight, and then on Friday they leave, they go home, um, and they spend Saturday and Sunday. Or if it's a, a six-day program, if they do Monday through Saturday, um, they can at least come home Saturday night and Sunday night. Uh, that can be a, a really effective type of program for students that get homesick or that aren't quite yet ready to commit to being away for, like, Four to six weeks, um. So say that like you live in like th- this is th- there's a place like Glen Burnie, Maryland. I don't know why I remember that that city. Um, it's about forty five minutes to an hour and a half drive away from the Carol Academy Ballet, and a lot of students would do that. So. That's a that type of situation, and then the last type of location is one that requires a flight. So um, that would be if you were looking to attend a probably a bigger name program, um, anywhere from like a, a mid-sized regional program to a bigger program. Um, those are that that that's going to create like or require a full commitment for you to go and just be on site. Um, sometimes. If a kid does get homesick, a parent, if you have the, the financial ability, a parent will fly out and get an apartment and stay in the city for the time that the, the kid is there. Um, that works out well, but also at times the kid might think that they're going to be homesick and then... Um, they're not and then when the parents there they feel like they're getting in the way. So um you just kinda have to assess your your kid's uh readiness to travel further away from home and then make a decision on location based off of that. But yeah, so staying close to home it saves money and it, it allows for you to uh be with your kid and wards off homesickness, but uh there, there's often less connection to the student body. Cool. Okay, so that's location. After that you uh a lot of people look at bigger programs versus smaller programs. Usually the bigger programs are considered the better programs. Um, and by bigger, I mean by like student population. So the more renowned or the more popular program is the more students that are going to want to go there. So they're probably going to open up more spots. Like for instance, when I went to the school of American ballet, I think they had like 150 to 200 slots open, uh, at that intensive. Um, and then there are other programs. Like I went to the Hampton dance festival, which is no longer around, but it was this, uh, it was a, uh, pilot program that was run by Cynthia Gregory and Anne Marie D'Angelo and Ronnie Muller, three wonderful women, uh, wonderful former dancers. Um, But yeah, that was very small. There were only 16 of us there. So um, there are benefits for both. Uh, The benefits of being in a big program is like visibility. And also I I always felt value in seeing a lot of other students from different places to sort of like gauge where I was in my training. For some that can be overwhelming and they kind of... uh, end up hiding in the back and disappearing and not getting as many corrections. Um, There is more competition usually in those programs, but um, yeah, bigger programs, it's, it's, it's usually going to be the chance to maybe be seen by a company director to get to work with bigger names that inspire you, but uh, you can also fade away and feel like you're, you didn't get better during the summer. Um, it really, again, depends on the type of student that you you have and also what your actual abilities are when you get to the program. Um, like if you're 18 years old and you're not in one of the top two levels, it may not be as valuable for you to be at a big program. Uh, for the smaller programs, usually they are associated with uh, smaller companies or they're schools that are not attached to companies. The smaller summer intensives, uh, though, it's, it's hard to get lost in the crowd in the smaller programs. um, I I know that a handful of students that maybe even were slightly behind in their training for their age. That's hard to say because what is slightly behind? Um, But say that there were certain gaps in their technique and training. It was actually much more valuable for them to go to a smaller intensive where uh, maybe the caliber of students wasn't like top, top tier, but it gave students a chance to really catch up on their technique and to be seen. And I've actually seen a lot of students improve much more so at a smaller program than a larger program, but I mean, for me, I did. I think I did one or two smaller summer intensives when I was a kid. I started summer intensives late. My first summer intensive, I was 16 years old, so I really only had uh, 16, 17, 18. When I was 19, did it? No, I didn't. I went straight to Houston Ballet's Company. So yeah, I only did three years of summer programs. So, um, I, I, I pretty much did like a small. A medium and two, two big programs. And, um, I learned a lot at all of them and I made connections at all of them. Um, it really just depends who the teachers are, who, uh, and, uh, If they're actually good teachers, because just because I've learned and not to knock anybody down, but I have learned that just because somebody has a big name or they became a principal dancer, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a good teacher. Um, a lot of times leading dancers, they, I'm not saying that they don't work hard. They work very, 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 very hard, but a lot of times their body is naturally, uh, they had natural aesthetics. So their bodies naturally went into certain positions and they didn't necessarily have to think about how to create them. um, So when they teach, they they tend to give an essence of the idea of doing this stuff, but not necessarily the information that uh, would help the student understand exactly what's happening. I think that if you can find programs where there are teachers that are really giving like the nitty gritty information and it makes sense, it's going to be more beneficial than necessarily being in a room with a big name that inspires you, like somebody you saw in a performance and you go, wow, I get to stand beside them in the studio and maybe get corrected by them. Um, so yeah, there are I'm, pretty much everything I'm going to say there, there's no right or wrong. I'm just giving you the, the two sides of, of these perspectives. Okay. Um, so the next duo is training versus visibility, I can talk, uh, <laughs> training versus visibility. So yeah. Where are you currently in your development? Uh, as I was talking about earlier, are you further along in your training than your peers, um, in your, in your home studio? maybe it's time to push to a bigger program. If you feel like you're a little bit behind in your peers, maybe it's good for you to stay at your school for the summer and try to really focus on on the work there. Or maybe you want to go to another small program to get a different perspective and maybe that will give you some time to catch up. Um, for those that are are much further ahead, it might feel like the obvious choice to go to the big, uh, fancy, popular program. But I remember uh, hearing the stories of a lot of students when I was younger. I didn't get it when I was younger, but I get it now. When um, maybe they went to the School of American Ballet when they were 12 years old and the, the school just ate them up. They loved them. They wanted to see them progress. But um, maybe they decide to stay home during summer when they're 14 um, there's a value in that. Uh, I'm going to get to that in a second. I actually remember when I was at Houston Ballast Summer, um, one year there, there was a dancer there for the summer, um, and they got taken into the year on program with Houston Ballet Academy. And then I came back the next summer and I was like, where did so-and-so go? And they said that the school, and I had so much respect for this. They said the school told them to go home for the summer because they were very likely to be taken into the company and they were like 16, 17 years old. And they wanted them to have like one more summer at home before, uh, they were swooped up in the company life at a very young age. So, um, there is sometimes a value in staying home when you're far ahead because um it's good for kids to have a somewhat normal childhood i know it seems really exciting to get pushed forward really fast but you you get a lot of social gaps and um when the kid actually ends up having a career um sometimes that can be detrimental to the longevity of their career if they were like away from home from the age of 12 and um didn't really get to feel like they were a real kid. So, um, yeah. Where are you in your development? That's, that's that. Um, or the other, another thing to consider with the training versus visibility, are you seeking visibility to get work? Um, or are you just interested in building your technique? If you're starting to get to that like 16, 17, 18 years old range, um, you should really start to be thinking about if you, A, if you want to have a uh, little well, knock on, let's go back. If you want to have a professional career in ballet, you should really start to think about um what types of companies you're interested in. Um. A lot of times when you're that age, you try to get into the intensives. Like my number one choice was to get in when I was was like 16, 17 years old, was again to American Ballet Theater or the School of American Ballet because I know they're very different companies, um, but I, my dream was to dance with American Ballet Theater in New York City Ballet. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It was American Ballet Theater. And then when I actually had the opportunity to dance in the core of American Ballet Theater, I had a... I haven't talked about this a ton, but I had a guest artist contract with them when I, I went on tour with them as a core dancer for a short period of time. Um, when I actually got to dance with them, I realized that I, that wasn't the company I wanted to dance for. Um, that's when I joined Houston Ballet, but I, I quickly realized that I, I enjoyed dancing more neoclassically than classically. Um, so that's when I ended up at Pacific Northwest Ballet. But yeah, so um, if you if your dream is New York City Ballet, you should be trying to get into the School of American Ballet. Um, and if you can't get into the School of American Ballet, then you should be looking at programs like Pacific Northwest Ballet, Miami City Ballet, um, those types of companies that are more neoclassical oriented in that way Say you're 16, you don't get the school American Ballet, but you train at Pacific Northwest Ballet for the summer. Maybe that gives you the information that you needed, so that the next time you audition for the school American Ballet, you have the tools to get into that summer program. And then, I mean, New York City Ballet is not the only school that exclusively hires from their 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 company dancers uh, from their school, but um, most other companies do that mostly. But they, uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of a gray area. But yeah, if if you want to dance for New York City Ballet, you need to go to School of American Ballet. Um, if you want to dance with Pacific Northwest Ballet, you need to go to Pacific Northwest Ballet School. Um, yes, there are loopholes. I didn't train at Pacific Northwest Ballet School, um, but I danced with the company. I did dance with the Houston Ballet Academy, but I was hired by a different director, so it didn't even matter that I went to the school at a certain point. Um, so yeah, it's it's really are are you trying to are you looking at programs? Are you are you looking to develop your your training or are you seeking visibility if you're between the ages of like 12 and 15 you honestly should be uh, really looking to develop your technique and style and skills and then by the time that you're 16 you should start to look uh, to go to summer programs with companies uh, attached to them uh, so that you can start to increase your chances of getting hired all right so, Okay, what have we done? We've done location, uh, we've done bigger, small programs, we've done training versus visibility. Okay, next is networking. Um, this kind of goes along with the visibility track that I was talking about. Um, networking can be a, a, a huge aspect of summer intensives. I'm not just talking about with like teachers and company directors, it can also be with students. Um, I <laughs> I look back to my childhood, there's certain things that I I remember. And it, I just laughed because it was so crazy. I actually still have this book, but I, I carried a diary with me that I didn't actually like journal in. Um, but at the end of every program that I did, whether it was a summer program or a year on program, I would try to get everybody in the intensive to give me their name, their address, their phone number and their email. And I mean, let's be honest, I was like, some of these people might become famous and I want to make sure that I'm still friends with them. <laughs> I'm a little nuts, but nonetheless, it's really interesting to go back and look at like who my peers were. Um, so yeah, there is a student networking aspect of it as well, but in reality, as a student, you're thinking about your teachers and the company directors. So, um, if you, if there's somebody you really look up to and you might want to start instead of looking at the intensive uh like the name of the intensive you might actually want to look for those teachers um right now I am looking I'm I'm talking to a school in San Antonio Texas in Bellevue Washington and in Sitka Alaska and there's one in the Dominican Republic about uh, and I think there's might be one in Houston I, I mean I can't even keep track but um I I could be brought out to these schools, and uh, none of these intensives are considered like major company intensives. But if somebody followed me and they wanted to get uh, potentially involved in Movement Headquarters, or they wanted to just get some mentorship, or they wanted to um, get on my radar, so that if they if I see them in the future that um, I'll recognize them. Um, they might just look for the programs that I teach at. I'm not saying that you should, uh, not trying to like boost myself here. I'm just saying, uh, it's like, for instance, Cynthia Gregory was not really, uh, she wasn't really a teacher. I'm not saying that she was a, she wasn't a teacher, but she, she actually has vocalized to me. Um, she was my mentor for quite a while. Um, and we st- still are in touch today. Um, she used to say, I hate teaching. I'm not hate, but she just disliked teaching. She preferred to coach dancers. Um, and so she didn't really teach many places after she was done performing, but she was a legend on the American dance scene. She still is a legend in the, the American ballet scene. Um, I would have never had the opportunity to have her as a, as a teacher or coach or a mentor. If I didn't go to this tiny little summer pilot, summer intensive in the Hamptons uh, with like 16 dancers, there were like, there was n- very few dancers there. Um, so the value of that small program for me, uh, almost was equal to some of the other programs that I went to yeah all right next how many weeks are an intensive Uh, a lot of like small local schools they'll have like one week intensives two three week intensives sometimes they will market their their actual like summer classes as, as intensives but I don't consider that an intensive if you have like Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday classes from like 4 30 until 7 p.m. That's not an intensive. That's just like a normal weekly schedule. When I think of a summer intensive, I think of, uh, your training functioning like your academic schedule. So it's like you start dancing at 9 am and you finish dancing at 5 p.m. That's an intensive to me. So um, the typical length of a, of a summer intensive can go anywhere from one week to eight weeks. Um, the The most common length is four to six weeks, but there are some programs that do one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, all the way up to eight weeks. Um, and some of them you have to attend, every single week. And then other ones, they have, uh, more flexible options where maybe you attend like three weeks, even though that's a six week program. Um, one thing that I did when I was younger was (laughs) total bunhead here, but, um, I, they didn't have the longer intensives back then. They didn't have the shorter intensives back then. Most intensives, uh, when I was a kid, were four to six weeks. Um, so that wouldn't cover the entire summer. So what I would often do is I would audition for a bunch of summer intensives, and then if there were any that didn't overlap and I got accepted to them, I would go to two summer intensives. Um, The year, the first year I did summer intensives with Houston Ballet. Sorry, I, I did Houston Ballet Academy. That was a was that a six-week intensive? And then I did uh, a week in the Hamptons with with the pilot program in the Hamptons. Um, The second year that I did summer intensives, um, I did, what did I do? I started again at Houston Ballet Academy and then I spent three weeks at, was it four weeks? It might've been four weeks. I think it was actually four weeks at the American Ballet Theater Orange County summer intensive. Um, And they didn't overlap. It worked out perfectly and, and then the last year that I did summer tenses, I just did the school of American ballet um because it was my last year of training, and like i I was saying earlier, I wanted to have a couple of weeks at home before i I changed my life and moved away from home forever, so yeah. We have that. I have a few more, and then we're going to start looking through the pages of Dance Magazine. Um, how old should you be when you go away from home? It really depends on the kid. Um, there was a kid when I went to the Care of Academy of Ballet for the year-round program, and she was nine years old. And that, I mean, that was like way too young. And the mother didn't live there. She would come out every couple of weeks to visit her kid, but she didn't have a career. She, she burnt out. I mean, that's a great way to like really mess with your kid's head. So I don't think that that's a really good idea um, to send them away. If it's a smaller intensive that's like nearby, absolutely go for it. Um, if they're regular summer classes, absolutely go for it. If it's like a week, um, go on vacation and stay with your kid. But I really think that that's way too young. Most summer intensives are for students age 12 to 19. I think some of them might start to push like the 20, 21 year old range um, for ballet. But uh, yeah, 12 to 19 is the most common age group. And of course, they always make exceptions. They might tell you that they don't make exceptions, but they always make exceptions if the student has a uh, specific talent or um, a specific connection to the school. Um, but yeah, if your kid is not emotionally or emotionally ready or even mature enough, I, at 14, it's okay not to have them go away from home for the summer. Or like I said, you can always go with them to the program if you can afford it. Um, money provides certain luxuries. My family didn't have that. I couldn't go, have gone to summer programs without scholarships. So um and that's going to lead me into my next one. So scholarship assistance. Uh, this is usually for medium to bigger schools that have are not-for-profits and have different sources of funding. You're not really going to find this as much at uh, for-profit programs, though some do have it. Um, and local schools are way less likely to to have this unless they're attached to a company. Um scholarship assistance. There are really three ways that you can get scholarship. Um, there are, there's the in-audition offering, which is very rare. And I, I feel very lucky that I, I did a, a, once or twice get an in-audition offering. Actually, um, my story of how I got to the School of American Ballet is nuts. I had a horrible rejection and I wasn't going to go audition for the summer program. when I, I, was, so I was at the Cure of Academy of Ballet and a handful of my friends were going to the, the audition and they would take us on the short bus. <laughs> to these auditions and we'd pile off. We'd audition, we'd go back to the dormitories. So I kind of got, uh, what's the term, um, peer pressured into attending the school of American bio audition for the summer, my last year, uh, well, it was not supposed to be my last year of training. Um, so I wasn't going to go cause I got this horrible rejection that was mean and cruel And my friends were like, well, you're not even gonna care. Like, just go and take the class. You just wanna like, and we can hang out before and after the audition. I was like, fine. So I went and I I really like, had no stress about the audition and the woman who rejected me, um, also was the one that was running the audition. And then at the end of the audition, she asked me to stay at the end and she was like, you've improved so much. Um, we want to offer you a full ride and right on the spot, like instant gratification. I got offered a full scholarship. So there's that. Then often, this is the most common way that, that students get scholarships. Uh, when you get your acceptance, often you'll get a scholarship offer and a scholarship can be full 100 merit it can be 50 percent. it can be any percentage whatever the the school wants to offer um i remember when i was younger kids don't have to do this anymore because they get emails but we used to be able to tell if we got accepted to a program based off of the envelope that showed up in the mail so you'd go every day not knowing when it was going to arrive for like weeks and then the day it came if it was like a small normal white envelope you would your heart would drop and if it was uh, like big manila envelope, you'd be like, Oh my God, I'm in. Um, so that's changed a lot, but anyway, so you have your in audition offering, you have your, uh, after audition offering. Um, and then for those students that get into the summer programs, but that aren't offered a scholarship, if your family does need support, you can always call the school or email the school and ask if they have financial assistance. Um, there are many programs that have, uh, need-based scholarships. Um, but the thing about it is it can feel bad to ask for those need-based scholarships. Like you you don't necessarily want to like tell the school that you don't have the money, but the only way that they can give it to you is if you ask. So I, I just want to reinforce, don't be shy. Um, the worst thing they can say is no, they're not going to look down on you because of it. Um, I have definitely, it was part of, that was part of the reason I had a career. So do it. All right. Lastly, uh, the last thing I want to mention before we start flipping pages is uh, just things to consider if you're looking to stay for a year round at a year round school. So um, you might want to if and so I've talked a lot about schools attached to companies, but uh, there are a handful of fantastic schools in the country that are not attached to companies, but they have really great, great training. Um, So if you are looking to transfer to another school for the year, you should really consider going to their summer their summer intensive. And it's not just because they often take students into their year-round programs for their summer intensives, but it's also a chance for you to audition the program to see if it's really a good fit. When I went to the Kirov of Academy of Ballet, I had never. Uh, Attended a program there before and it was the last second decision and it's a complicated story like everything in my life but um I just did the audition class and then two days later I moved down there and started taking class. I remember the first day being like, what the hell is this? It was like intense, intense Vaganova and I had never worked in such a strict style before. Um, I just liked to move. (laughs) I liked all the big jumps and the turns. Um, I didn't really know like the fine details of being a ballet dancer and it was an utter shock, and I remember the first couple of days just being like, "What did I get myself into? This is not like what I thought it would be." But then I got I got used to it, and I'm I improved so much that year because I went to that program. I would not be the dancer that I am today without that. So yeah, um, something that is important for you to know: a lot of programs now require students to request being considered for year on programs, um, and that might seem weird because. I remember when I was a kid, it was all exciting to be like, are they going to ask you? Um, But this was actually happening around the time that I was transitioning into company work. Um, A lot of programs are reluctant to ask students to stay for the year because they're afraid that schools are, and they probably had this happen um, in the past, but but they're afraid that schools are going to stop sending their students to their school because it seems like they're poaching their students. Um, So... You should definitely ask to be considered for year-round program if that is your intention because um, some schools won't even think about it because they're they they they're trying to be respectful of the, the programs that, there's, that students are coming from. All right, cool. Let's start flipping pages, people. You're gonna hear some noise. I don't know how long this is gonna go um, or if I'm gonna get tired of it because I have the January issue of Dance Magazine. This used to be my favorite issue. Actually, I still really love it because they have the 25 to watch. Um, but this used to be my favorite issue because I was always like, they, they didn't have, the internet was not as complex as it is now. Um, and it didn't have all the information that it has now. A lot of companies and schools didn't even have websites at that point. They just had like a site that would say email here, um, And people didn't always respond to emails. So um, the only way that you could find out what the auditions were was when the December and the January issues of Dance Magazine, Dance Spirit Point Magazine came out. So it was an exciting time for me. Okay, so opening it. first thing they have is a Harlequin ad for flooring, but okay. The first one is American Ballet Theater. So American Ballet Theater, they have a handful of programs. Um, it's the American Ballet Theater, JKO school. It's in New York city. Um, they have a New York, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Tampa, Florida, Austin, Texas, Irvine, California. I went to that one program. They have a collegiate summer intensive. They have a young dancer workshop. Um, and they have multiple young dancer workshops from nine, ages 9 to 12. Um, so a couple things that you should know about American Ballet Theater. If you want to be considered for the company, it's a really great chance for you to be seen by the school. And then when if you get into the summer program, um, you might have the possibility of getting into the year-round program at the JKO School and then being considered for the company. Um, I will tell you that this the New York program is often considered like the program to get into. There other programs are fantastic supplemental programs, but when I was a kid, um, if you didn't get into the New York program, uh, the other programs were kind of seen as lesser than. Um, yes, they do have uh, former ABT dancers on staff at their summer programs, um, but there is a very low likelihood of you being asked to stay for the year on program by attending their other summer programs. Not that it's impossible, but really if you want to be considered go to the New York program, if you are a student that gets lost in the crowd, though the New York program is not going to be the one for you. I've heard over the years that they keep on adding more students and more students and more levels. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. The Collegiate Summer Intensive, I've heard good things and bad things about it. Um, this is for dancers that maybe are looking for extra training but aren't quite company ready yet. Um, it is, a, of course, an opportunity for you to be seen by, uh, for the potential to be seen uh, for the company because it is based in New York, but um I, I do feel still that they're looking for talent more so from the younger students coming in at the the summer intensive in New York City. All right, the Young Dancer Workshop, I can't really tell you much ba- much about it, but I do know one or two students. Actually, one of my students was the poster child for a year or two um, for that program. Um, I think it really is just about building a foundation for students. So, okay. <clears throat> the next page, the Next Generation Ballet, my friend... Uh, Philip Neal is running that program. Um, I've heard really great things about this program. Philip Neal is a wonderful, wonderful human being beyond a wonderful dancer and teacher. Um, This school... They are heavily, it looks like they're heavily geared towards Youth America Grand Prix. Um, I do know Philip Neal is a uh, Balanchine dancer. He danced with New York City Ballet for many, 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 many years. Um, but he took over what used to be a very classical, classically based school. So I assume that there's kind of a mix of classical and neoclassical work happening there. Oh, and I should go back. ABT Classical Program. All right. Um, this program is down in Tampa, Florida, and it is not connected to a company. Um, so this may not be the type of program that you want to go to your final year or two of training. If you're looking for that, like networking and visibility aspect that I was talking about, but I would say that this is probably a great foundational program for for younger, uh, dancers and dancers in their mid teens. All right. And also it's in Florida. They have a picture of somebody doing a tando behind in front of a, the Disney world castle. So if you like little side trips, there you go. All right, next page. Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet. Uh my former colleague, my uh Nicholas Ade, he he runs this program, um, he's executive director. And then you have Darla Hoover, who is, she's the Nutcracker lady. She stages Balanchine's Nutcracker around the world. Um, she also is the co-director of, um, so she also directs Ballet Academy East in New York City. Um, this honestly is one of my favorite programs. Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet, commonly referred to as CPYB. They have some of the best training, I think, in the entire country. Um, more of a balancing base, but also they turn out a bunch of classical dancers. Um, their program, it says here it's a five-week summer program. In the past, they have done like the up to eight weeks where you could choose how many weeks. Um, they, they've been more flexible. I, I don't know if this is still true based off of this ad, but that would be something you might wanna look into. Um, their program is just spectacular. They turn out great dancers. If you are looking to get into a company, obviously this isn't the program for you, but I, I can tell you based off of... Um, My experience in the past, I know dancers that have had a lot of gaps in their training and they went to Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet and they have come back much, much better dancers because they actually look at the individual students. They don't teach like a general syllabus. They look at the dancers and they often will place them in levels based off of what they think that they need improvement on. Um, So definitely consider CPYB if you are looking to really up your technique and game. Next... Joffrey. Okay. Let's talk about this for a second. Okay. So the Joffrey, um, this is the Joffrey Academy of Dance. This is in Chicago. Now the Joffrey Ballet School is in New York City. They are very different programs. Do not get the two confused. Okay. The Joffrey Academy of Dance Chicago attached to the Joffrey Ballet. All right. The Joffrey Ballet School used to be affiliated with the Joffrey Ballet when, excuse me, when the Joffrey Ballet was in New York City, but joffrey ballet moved to chicago i believe in the 80s and then they they stayed attached to school until i think the early 2000s and then um at some point in the in the two or like in the mid to late 2000s they opened up the joffrey academy of dance oh it's celebrating 10 years so that would be 2010 i'm pretty spot on see people i know what i i'm talking about so okay Joffrey Academy of Dance is in Chicago. Um, their program is what I would call one of the up and coming programs. Um, they, they've been getting more and more visibility. They In the past, they've been a more classical school. They've gone through a, a few academy directors in the past few years. Um, I, am assuming that they're still creating more classical dancers based off of the Joffrey repertoire. Um, but it, this is all a great program to go to if you are looking to, uh, be considered for the Joffrey Ballet Company. Um, also Chicago is a fantastic uh, city. If, if you, if you like big cities, if your kid is overwhelmed when they go to big cities, this may not be the program for them. Um, because Chicago, it's like top five cities in the country. All right. Moving on. UNCSA. That's university of North Carolina school for the arts. Now, um, this is, UNCSA has evolved a lot over the years. They have a high school program and they have a college program, two things that you should, you should know. Um, they also have started, they, they, they've also not started, but they've been really well-known for having two very separate programs. They have a classical ballet program and then they have a contemporary program. Um, and those have been around for quite a while and they don't really mix. Um, it looks now, based off of their ad, like they have, uh, now they have a Broadway commercial, professional studies and choreographic essentials uh, intensive. I don't know very much about them. They must be newer. Um, I do know that they have a choreographic program uh, Workshop where they bring in two uh, contemporary choreographers into ballet choreographers, um, because I've applied for that program before to come in and be a choreographer. Um, and I do believe that they work with, uh, students. I don't know if it's the university students or if it's the pre-professional students, so you should check that out. But UNCSA has been a renowned program for years. I remember when I would go to summer programs and you would see, you would meet UNCSA students and you'd always know that you were going to see quality students and that they'd be very competitive. Um, a great thing about this is if you are looking to attend a high school for the arts, this is a great program if you're not quite ready to enter a company school. Um, it's it's one of those things like 9th through 12th grade that if, you, if you're looking for a program where you can live on campus, you can get academic credits, and then you can also train a lot during the day, this is a great program. Next, Sarasota Ballet, Sarasota, Florida. Um Sarasota has been an up and coming ballet company for uh quite a few like the past 5 years. Um, one thing that's very important to know about Sarasota ballet is that their style will be very different than a lot of other programs that you can attend. Um, the repertoire of Sarasota ballet is heavily Ashton. They do some Balanchine and some classical, but it's heavily Ashton, which is British. So the style of ballet that they're training these dancers is, is, uh, unique compared to most in the, co- in the country, which could be, it has its benefits and it has its downfalls. It's, it's benefits are you will be, uh, unique and stand out. Um, but at the same time, you, you're going to have to make sure that you can adapt to other styles. Um, yeah, Sarasota Ballet, I have had a couple students that have gone to the summer intensive. I know that there were some disconnections between the school and the company for a while. I don't know if that's resolved. So um, I, I can't tell you anything about that. That was about five or six years ago. Um, there was sort of a disconnect, but uh, I'm hoping that they've come together. I have a lot of respect for Ian Webb and what he's done with the company over the years. And I imagine that Sarasota Ballet School's uh, program will only get better and better as the years go. Um, and yeah, Florida. Okay. Where are we next? See, this is easy at first because everybody paid for ads at the front of the magazine because they want to be the first ones to be seen. And then I bet you I'm going to start getting to the articles and it's gonna, you're going to hear a lot of page flipping. San Francisco Ballet School. This is considered one of the absolute top uh, programs in the country um, because it's attached to one of the top companies in the country. San Francisco is a fantastic city. It's one of my favorite cities um, in the United States. And this program, it's it's intense. I actually was going to go to this program if I didn't get in the School of American Ballet. Um, sorry. Sorry. That whole story I told you earlier, I had already gotten a scholarship to attend San Francisco Ballet, and I was about to send in my package. And then when I got that scholarship on the spot, like if I didn't get the scholarship the day of, I would have ended up at San Francisco Ballet School and who would have known where I would have been led. Um, But yeah, so I was going to go there. It is... A more of a classically based program and they turn out amazing amazing dancers and a lot of them go into their companies so if you're really looking for like top-notch training and to for the possibility of getting into the the us's one of the us's top dance companies you should definitely consider this school. do know that this is a larger program lots more students it is extremely competitive so if your kid is uh does hasn't quite yet figured how to be, how to have that competitive edge. Um, this may not be the program for them and it could be really easy for them to get lost in the crowd, but the networking visibility and technique there and training is just spectacular. It's off the charts. Now this one, the Bolshoi Ballet Academy summer intensive. So, um, I didn't know very much about this when I was younger, but now I know a lot more because I taught at, a uh, school that was very very Russian um, the past few years. So the Bolshoi, ba- Bolshoi- <laughs> can I say it one more time? The Bolshoi Ballet Academy. Um, it's important to know that it's it's not like directly associated with the Bolshoi in Russia. There are opportunities for dancers to attend. I think there's like a Russian immersion program that happens, um, but I don't think that you're like working with Bolshoi ballet peers. Um, it's really like. International students altogether. Uh, these programs happen. <clears throat> where are they now? There's one in Connecticut. There's one in New York. Um, they're they're really just like Russian programs, um, and you're. I don't know if you're getting like true Bolshoi teachers. Like you're getting teachers that like that danced with the Bolshoi usually, but not. I don't think you're getting like the Bolshoi Ballet Academy like in Russia's teachers. Um, I do actually have a couple of students that. This past year went into the Bolshoi Ballet Academy in Russia, um, but I believe that there's like a one or two year immersion program before they actually consider you to move you into the full-time school. Um, but this is a great program if you're looking to fill gaps in your technique. It's not really a great program. I, In my opinion, later in your training, um, it's really to build like a strong foundation, um, but not to like really prepare you for company work. The LE school, the LE school has a great summer intensive for students that uh, are looking to really diversify their training. Um, ballet is a very strong aspect of the Ailey summer, uh, this the summer intensive at the Ailey School in New York City. Um, but if you don't know anything about Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, um, it is a modern dance company. So I believe that they, they do more Horton, but they also have gram-based classes. Um, but this is a fantastic program, especially for students that I've noticed, like students that love ballet, but feel like their body isn't exactly uh, perfect for ballet. Ballet tend to try this to see if maybe they'd want to transition to more contemporary and modern dance. Um, but this could also be a great program if you're looking to work with contemporary ballet companies um, to give you another just tool in your, in your, what is it, tool belt, not toolbox, to give you another tool to work with so that you can uh, become the dancer that you want to be. It's in New York. It is, uh, it looks like it's like a five week program, maybe six weeks. Um, and I've, I often, uh, cause I teach at Broadway dance center. We're right down the street from Alvin LA. Um, during the summer, I see tons of students walking around, uh, that are at the alley school. Ooh, my alma mater, uh, Pacific Northwest ballet, Pacific Northwest ballet has one uh, like San Francisco ballet. I'm pretty much going to share verbatim, um, What what it is? It's a five week program. it It starts a little bit later in the summer. A lot of summer programs start like mid June to like late June. This one usually starts the first or second week of July, which is nice if you want to do like an intensive in June and then you want to, uh, do it more during the summer. It's a five week intensive. It's one of the top in the country. Um, if you're looking to do more balancing, work neoclassical work, um, this is really one of the best in the country. Um. Again, it's going to be much more competitive to get in. The classes are large. Um, so if your kid is one that doesn't do well with like stepping to the front of the studio or like taking corrections when they're not the one being corrected um this might not be the program for you but it's in seattle washington um seattle (laughs) i lived there for seven years it wasn't my favorite city to live in um most of the year but the summers in seattle are like the one and only thing that keeps seattle lights going uh if climate change doesn't destroy seattle's weather um I mean, maybe it will improve the weather, but during the summer, pretty much from July 5th until like September 15th, it there's like not a cloud in the sky. It's glorious. It's 75 to 80 degrees and it's beautiful. Um, And you really get to see like why the Pacific Northwest is so amazing. Um, So if you're deterred by rain, don't think that it's going to rain in Seattle during the summer. Um, but yeah, it's five week program. They have a dormitory. Uh, and if you want to be considered for their year round program and their, their company, this is definitely an important program to go to, especially because Peter Bowl uh, is the, not only the artistic director of the company, he also is the director of the school. So he does, uh, he's involved and he does teach classes at the summer intensives. Um, he's pretty much, I think at every summer, not every, but most of the summer intensive auditions as well. All right. Officially at the table of contents, So now you're going to start to hear me flipping through the pages. Oh, here we go. Boston Ballet. I'm surprised Boston Ballet is not closer to the front. Um, Boston Ballet, again, it's one of the top programs in the country. Um, One thing I have heard is, though, that they tend to be one of the programs that fills up their classes to the brim. Um, So where some of the big company programs are larger, ABT, American Ballet Theater, and Boston Ballet School have been known in the past to have the largest classes um again boston ballet if you want to be considered for their school as a trainee um or for their company this is the program that you need to go to i love boston it's a great historic city um it looks like their program is five weeks this is how it's been for the big schools usually it's about five weeks um but yeah, Boston, more classical training, um, though they they do have neoclassical aspects to their company. Um, but this is one of the larger programs and is affiliated with one of the top companies in the country. So if you're looking to, uh, transition into your finishing years of training, um, this would be a program to go to. And while I look through the next pages, finishing training, uh, Not everybody knows what that is, and I haven't talked about this in a while. Most schools consider the last two years of your training the most integral. So you get all of your foundation training, and then the last two years, you you go to a year-round program where a company will start to... uh, turn your training into uh they'll stylize you into the style that the company is so it's like they're finishing you off like if you were to do a sculpture and then at the end you want to make sure that it's smooth you're gonna have to put some type of finish on it and then i don't know anything about sculpting but maybe you're gonna like take sandpaper and sand it down probably not but it kind of gives you an idea of what i'm talking about Okay. Next, the School of Ballet Arizona. Okay, this this is actually quite a good school. It's attached to Ballet Arizona, which is a smaller company, like a medium sized regional company in in the country. Um, I've heard really good things about this program. Um, it says June eighth to July seventeenth, so this is an earlier program. But from what I remember, they actually offer options to do like three weeks. You can do three weeks at the beginning, three weeks at the end, or six weeks. So that would be something that you definitely want to look into. I don't know so much about the movement of dancers from the school into the company. Um, From what I've gathered, they tend to uh, have a mix of hiring dancers into the company from the school and from outside of the school. Um, So I can't speak to that. Uh, but it does say that there's a studio company now um, and that they consider you from the summer program for that. And a lot of times, if there is a studio company attached to a professional organization, um, they almost always do take their, stu- their their studio company dancers from summer intensives. So, And they actually make it a requirement to attend the summer intensive to be considered. So um, I'd be curious to hear more about that. But yeah, Ballet Arizona, I believe it's in Phoenix. Um, and it's, it's the school that David Hallberg came from with American Ballet Theater and Bolshoi Ballet, Ballet, so uh, their training can't be that shabby. School of American Ballet, again, my alma mater. Um, SAB is considered, I mean, some people consider it the top summer program to get into. Um, they're very picky. They're very much based on body types. They used to audition their students by uh, having them stand in first position, lifting their leg to the front, to the side, to the back, having them do tendu to the side. Um, and then that's all that they needed to see. Um, <laughs> then people were paying money and they started to get upset. So they started giving full classes. Um, true story that happened, I believe my first audition We barely did anything. I think we did like five combinations um, and I got rejected because I don't have the typical ballet body, but you know, we make it work. So yeah, SAB Summer, it is a five-week summer course. Um in the heart of new york city you get to stay in lincoln center it was really one of the most magical experiences of my childhood um i loved every minute of it and you will be surrounded by some people that will become stars in in american dance um so it's very exciting it's very challenging to get into they probably have the highest audition rate and the highest rejection rate and their classes are large it's extremely extremely competitive um one thing that i have heard is that uh a lot of people don't like to send their students to the program because the, there aren't as many classes as there are in other programs. But I didn't feel like I was missing out when I went um, because the intensity of the classes uh, made up for it. And also, a lot of students are coming into this program from a more classical foundation and the style that they teach you at the School of American Ballet, it's very different. Um, it's the most, I mean, it's sheen but I feel like it's even more stylized than their company dancers. Um, so it's just something that it takes. It's not just like a physical thing. There's a lot of mental, mental work happening there. So you aren't just physically exhausted while you're there. You are mentally exhausted. And then you're in New York city, which if you aren't used to being in a big city can also be exhausting. So, um, this is one that I know some, some programs, if they're very, uh, Russian, they refuse to send their dancers to it because they are afraid that they are going to completely destroy the dancers training. But in my opinion, I think that if you have a strong classical foundation, that it can't hurt you to understand what neoclassical dancing is like, because if you do get into a professional company in the United States, um, that is, uh, anywhere from a small regional company to a major national company you are going to have to dance balanchine's work and it's important that you have that in your toolbox all right continuing on steps on broadway steps on broadway they have a summer intensive um they their summer intensives are a little bit different and it, they're nice because they offer you a, a options in a, and, and a huge range of styles. They have some intensives where you specifically are given teachers and then they have other um, intensives where you just get like a class card and you get to choose like who you're gonna work with each day. So you, you kind of ha- have more say in your training and then maybe they'll have some workshops that they uh, offer you to do um, like as a group, but, uh, that would really depend on what you're looking for. Steps on Broadway, New York city. If you want a program that is more diverse in styles like musical theater and, uh, jazz and contemporary and ballet, um, this might be the program for you. The school of Pennsylvania ballet. Okay. I'm going to be honest here. So I was supposed to be hired as faculty at Pennsylvania ballet um, for their school. And I, unfortunately (laughs) it it happened a couple weeks before one of their, uh, former directors left the organization. Um, there has been a lot of turmoil at Pennsylvania Ballet and the school has changed a lot. Um, it seems like they're starting to stabilize, but I, I just, I don't know what the focus of the school is. And I don't know, um, if they have really stabilized. So I, I don't, I don't mean that as a negative thing. I, I just, I'm sharing information that I don't know because I, I once knew what Pennsylvania, the school of Pennsylvania ballet was like, and I no longer do. So I don't want to offer any information on that. It used to be a neoclassical program. It was one of the, one of the more balancing schools. Um, but on hell is, uh, changing the company to be more, uh, classical. So I, uh, I'm assuming that the training is getting more classical, but I I just can't confirm any of that to you. So Pennsylvania Ballet School in Philadelphia, if you do attend their summer program or their year-round program, reach out to me. I would be really curious to see how uh, things are evolving there. Let's go. 25 to watch. Alright, the Nutmeg Conservatory. Nutmeg Conservatory, they have a great year-round program for uh, foundational training. I wouldn't go to this, this program if you are getting towards the end of your training and starting to look for professional work. It is not attached to a professional company. Um, they have a handful of programs of different lengths. So if you're looking for options, this might be a great program for you to look into. Um, it's in Connecticut, I believe. Um, and in the past, it was a more of a gone of a program. Um, and I'm assuming Assuming that it still is. So, things for you to consider. The Washington School of Ballet. Washington School of Ballet has always been a great classical ballet program. Um, And it's been one of those programs, even though it is attached to Washington Ballet, um, where students were more likely to go to get their foundational training and then they'd often leave. Um, And then when they went back, then then if they went back to Washington Ballet, it was usually after they had trained at another school. Um, It does seem more now like they are taking students um, into their studio company and into their um, apprentice program from the school. Um, uh, This is another one of the, the... those situations, though, like Pennsylvania Ballet, where Julie Kent has taken over recently after Septim Weber left. Um, and it's sort of been in flux. So I, I I don't know how the school has evolved since, but it's always been considered one of the, the great foundational schools uh, of the the country, I believe, when Mary Day was the the founder of it. Ballet Austin. Ballet Austin, this is an interesting one for you guys. So Austin, Texas. um, Ballet Austin is considered like a neoclassical company, but they have like a weird version of Balanchine that they do. And I don't mean weird in a bad way. It's just everybody that I know that goes there, they're like, it's Balanchine, but it's like their own version of Balanchine. Um, So that's something to keep in mind. Um, I do know for a fact that they require attendance um, at this program to be considered for Ballet Austin too. Um, but I do know that they don't take a lot of dancers. So a lot of times dancers will feel that special, like, oh my God, I'm being considered for Ballet Austin too. But often the entire top level is being considered for it. And they only take a very small handful of dancers from that program. Um, it doesn't state specifically how long it is. Um, but that's the information that I got for you there. Pittsburgh Ballet Theater School. Pittsburgh Ballet Theater has been considered a neoclassical company. Is it? I guess no. Wait, I have to think. Wait, my brain's going to explode. I believe it's actually more of a a classical company. Terry Orr came from uh, American Ballet Theater. He is going to be leaving the company soon um, as artistic director. So they are going to have a transition there. And I believe that the directors of the school have been involved with him. So I'll be curious if they stay on. Um, This has always been considered a, a nice, a nice program to really like, firm up your training. If you do want to be considered for the company, you do need to go to this program. Um, they do have a good year round program that has a school, like an academic school attached to it. Um, but yeah, they've always kind of been under the radar, but like solid, like they haven't really like grown in status, but they haven't gone down in status. They've always been like just a solid program to go to. Um, is there anything else I want to share about Pittsburgh? Yeah. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania. Um, that 's going to be Pittsburgh Ballet Theatre School all right let 's keep on going the new ballet new ballet that 's all it 's called new ballet so um, Ballet San Jose uh, folded a couple years ago a uh, year or two after Jose Manuel Carreño took over from American Ballet Theatre. I used to call it Ballet San Jose Manuel Carreño because I think i 'm hilarious, and uh, nobody 's probably going to laugh at that, but um, the company folded because of drama with donors. Um, And instead of just completely folding the organization, they decided to focus on the school. So this is their uh, rebranding of the Ballet San Jose School. I honestly can't tell you very much about it. They've been off the radar for a while, but because uh, Jose Manuel Carreño is associated with it, um, I'm assuming that they are going to be teaching the American Ballet Theater Curriculum. So it's going to be a more classically based program, and that's going to be in the Silicon Valley in California. Top 25 to watch. I have 25 to watch. I'm going to skip just a few that I, I don't really know much about. Um, Kansas City Ballet. Uh, I am a big fan of Kansas City Ballet. They have been rising in, in status over the years. They have a, a fantastic facility that I haven't seen, but I see pictures and I have, uh, a couple friends that work there. Um, I've, I just have so much respect for them. They're a more classically-based program. Um, I do know that the the year-round program, they compete at Youth American Grand Prix. Um, So if you are interested in competing, this might be a place for you. Uh, But they have some really great uh, teachers that are a little bit uh, like under the radar there. But um, if you're looking for like a medium-sized program where you can get some really great attention and some really great training, this might be the place for you. They also have an earlier intensive. It starts June 15th. So if you want to do another intensive at the end of July and in August, um, this might be a great option for you. It's in Kansas City, uh, Missouri. It's not in the Kansas side. If you don't know Kansas City, it splits between the two states. It's on the Missouri side. So just so that you know that. Um, this is a really great program for students that are interested in joining Kansas City Valley, but it's also a great program for students that are looking for smaller classes and for um, more attention and great training. Charlotte Ballet. Charlotte Ballet. I don't know anything about Charlotte Ballet anymore. It's it's changed a lot. Used to be uh, North Carolina Dance Theater, but uh, they have a new director that's from Europe and she seems to be more contemporary. Um, This company has always been a little bit more uh, somewhere between neoclassical and contemporary ballet. So before contemporary ballet was a thing. So if you know anything about them, check it out. Los Angeles Ballet Summer Course. Um, this is a challenging one. It's definitely a, gonna be a balancing-based program. Um, Los Angeles Ballet hasn't really grown too much over the years, Um it, I, I don't really want to share too much publicly about it but they've they've been in flux for many years um, and it doesn't really seem like they've developed a program um, with the school or with the company that has that that has uh, raised the stature of the company Um for back when I was training, everybody was like, Los Angeles cannot maintain a ballet company um, or or great school. I do respect uh, Colleen and Thordahl for um, maintaining their company over the years, but um I I, ha- I just haven't heard the best things from the dance community. So I can't necessarily put them on my recommendation list, but if you are looking for a neoclassical program and you do live locally in Los Angeles, you can try it out and report back to me. Um, Cincinnati Ballet. Uh, I really like Cincinnati Ballet's company. They're more of a a classically based company. Uh, Victoria Morgan, she, the the director of the company, she loves turners and jumpers. So, um... I don't know too much about this program, but it is a smaller company and it is a smaller program. So uh, this is a a good program that you might want to consider if you are looking for a smaller program. Northwest Dance Project Summer Intensive. This is going to be more for dancers that are looking to uh, explore contemporary ballet and contemporary uh, dance just all together. Um, It's in Portland, Oregon. um, And it looks like their program is like, I guess it's like three weeks, four weeks. Um, if I am correct, this program is associated with, uh, a, a program. What is it called? Um, I've applied for pretty creatives. I think it's called Northwest pretty creatives. Um, and they bring in two or three choreographers to come and, uh, do process work with their dancers and create a, a short work. Um, so that's something to look into if you are wanting to try a different style of dance. All right. into into the articles, heavy into the articles now. So you're going to hear me flipping Houston Ballet Academy. Um, obviously I've talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. It's a great intensive, uh, Claudio Munoz is one of my favorite teachers in the world. He is spectacular. He is a gem. And if you have the opportunity to train under him, you should, um, especially for guys, he's a great mentor. And, um, I honestly think that Houston Ballet Academy has the, uh, best partnering program in the country. Uh, The partnering classes are extremely intense. um, And Claudio Munoz was teaching contemporary ballet before uh, anybody else was. But yeah, classical, 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 um, a spectacular company. It's going to be really, really hot and humid. And again, this is a, a major company program. So you're going to have tons of students there and tons of competition. Um, I know that the year on program is uh, the, every once in a while we'll have students compete in like Pre-De if they're extremely talented Um, so those are things to consider. Um, Houston's not my favorite city. It's really, really hot and humid while you're there, but you're inside most of the time. And you actually are going to want to make sure that you pack, uh, some like cold weather gear, because when you're inside, they blast the AC so much that, um, you're going to have goosebumps and there's going to be condensation running down the windows of the places you go. Carolina ballet, Carolina ballet. Um, I'm going to kind of put this on a similar radar as, uh, los angeles ballet it just seems like the company has been level it's a neoclassical company so i'm assuming their program is neoclassical i don't even know if they have a year-round school um or if they consider dancers for their company from this intensive um it but uh yeah it's gonna be more neoclassical um and if you're nearby it might be a good option for you all right more than halfway through in this podcast is like one of the longer podcasts that i'm done it's late at night so i'm gonna start speeding through these things for you oklahoma city ballet um this is a nice russian program i think they also have like options to do multiple weeks don't hold me to that but it's an earlier program june 8th to july 17th um this is a good program for dancers that are uh that are trying to really fill in gaps in their training um, or that are looking to be considered for the company. I do know a handful of dancers that have done the program and uh, gotten into the company through that. Miami City Ballet School. If you are looking to do a more neoclassical approach, this is going to be the school for you. The director of the school, I believe it's still Arant- Choa. She used to be the director of Pennsylvania Ballet. Um, there are a couple teachers that have come down from Pennsylvania Ballet. Um, since Angel Correa took over, uh, and cause this is a very neoclassical place. They, this is a, if you really want to work with Miami city ballet, this is a great program to get into because they, they're really great about taking their kids from summer program to year round program, to student apprentice, to company apprentice. So... Um, Miami, it's going to be hot and humid, but you're in Miami. You're going to, the, the building is located. I've been there. I've auditioned there. It's like two blocks away from the beach. So if you love the beach, this might be the program for you. Just be aware hurricanes, but usually the hurricanes don't hit until August. I think their programs in June and July, um, Atlanta Valley, it's another one where they're in transition. Gennady, uh, I've Niedvigen, something like that. Um, he took over the company. It's always been a more classical company and he's classical from San Francisco Ballet. Um, this program, I believe that they have, they also have options for times, like weeks. So this might be something to consider there, but report back. Texas Ballet Theater, more classical. If you're looking to get into Texas Ballet Theater, this is a great program to attend. Um, the style is going to be more British because um, Ben Stevenson is a Brit uh, but yeah, you're going to be in Dallas, Texas. It's going to be hot, 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 dry heat, not like Houston where it's humid heat, but it's going to be real, real hot. Uh, this will be a smaller program. So if you're looking for an option with less students, there you go. All right, keep on going. We're getting to the smaller ads uh, Nashville Ballet. I'm a big fan of Paul Vasterling. Um, I believe that they're a little bit more classical, uh, in their summer program. And this is a great program to attend. If you want to be considered for Nashville Ballet too, or the company, um, I just have a lot of respect for this organization. Um, and, uh, do they have their dates here? You're going to have to look online for their dates. But yeah, Nashville, Tennessee, I haven't been there, um, but I've been hearing good things about the city. So uh, usually a smaller program to attend. Um, so that might be a good option for you as well. The of Academy. So the Kirov Academy has changed a lot over the years. I don't really know how... Great, the quality of the program is, but it's always been a school where you go to get your foundational training. If you're uh, getting a bit older and looking for company work, this is not going to be your intensive um, because it's uh, very strong classical training, very slow and methodical. I feel like they've tried to evolve the program over the years, um, but most dancers don't go directly into companies from the care of Academy. They usually end up going to another school for the finishing training my alma mater. How many times have I said that in this? Um, Ballet West Academy, another company that I have a lot of respect for. Um, Adam Skloot runs the company and, um, Peter LeBron Mertz, I believe runs the school or he's the principal of the school and they have a great, great program there. It's a, it's more classical. I think that it's more Vaganova based. Um, and they do definitely take dancers from their summer program into their school and into their, uh, their trainee program. Um, I guess it's ballet West too. So if you want to go to Utah up in the mountains, I hear it's gorgeous there. I haven't made it there yet, but I hope to one day, this is a program for you to consider. And they also have their art emotion program, which for my adult listeners, if uh, you want to dance, um, if you want to go to a summer intensive, they have an adult intensive. You should totally check it out. Okay. I'm getting towards the end, people. I feel like I'm going to start losing my voice again. You all know, if you've been listening, that my voice has been kind of tricky lately. Um, In the last two days, it's been going again. Like, I felt like it was all the way back, and now it's kind of gone. Um, Orlando Ballet School, that company has been in flux. I can't necessarily tell you to go to that program. They do say they have a two week program and a five week program. So if you're looking for options, you have that, but there's been a lot that's changed there over the years. Um, Ellison Ballet, I'm a huge fan of Ellison Ballet. It's one of the premier Russian ballet training programs in the country. Um, they're really good about placing their year round students into companies, um, though I do know a lot of students that end up going to finishing programs after their training there, but it's one of the few, uh, schools that's not attached to a company that I feel places their students. Um, I've worked with a handful of students that are now in the school. Um, and they, they have a a really, really spectacular program. It's extremely Russian, probably one of the most, uh, russian schools you can get in the country so if that's what you're looking for really classical training that could be a place for you and they also have multiple options um they have their regular intensives and they have potted intensive they have a variations intensive um and they're multiple weeks throughout that dance theater of harlem i don't really know much about the program but i have to give them a shout out because i feel like it's really a great uh avenue for dancers of color um to if, if they feel like they don't fit in to go there. And many of those dances end up branching out once they feel that they've got their technique under them and that they have uh more confidence in, in themselves, they they end up uh leaving there and going to bigger schools. But yeah, Dance Theater of Harlem, New York City. Um, the Harrod Conservatory, it's changed a lot over the years, but this is like the Kirov Academy of Ballet. It's It's got a great year-round program that's very, very, very Russian. Their year-round program has academics involved as well. Um, so if you're looking for a school to be at for the year, that might be the place for you. It's a great foundational school. Again, almost all of their dancers end up going to finishing schools when they are done um, Hubbard Street Dance Chicago. If you want to be a contemporary dancer or contemporary ballet dancer, this is going to be the program for you. Um, Hubbard Street is one of the best contemporary dance companies in the country. Um, so it would it, this would definitely be an option. It's in Chicago again, and it's uh, I love Chicago. But yeah, uh, this is definitely uh, for dancers that are looking to explore outside of the classical and neoclassical area. All right. I see a audition for company for Richmond Ballet, but I don't see their summer program. I do know that their, their summer program, i I'm also a big fan of Stoner Winslet. Um, she's done a great job in Richmond. They have a beautiful facility. They're a Vaganova program. Um, and they do require their dancers like Ballet Austin, if they want to be considered for the trainee program or, or their Richmond Ballet Two program, um, to go to the school for the summer. So if you're looking into company work or uh, like pre-company work. Um, that would be a great program. Richmond's a cute little city. Um, if you're looking for a big city, not your place, but if you feel like, uh, your kid might be overwhelmed by a big city, Richmond would be a great place to go. Um, but go online because I don't see an ad yet for their summer intensive. All right. We're getting towards the end, the end, the end, the end. All right. Let's see. Yeah, most of these are our are schools are, are smaller intensives in the back so I, I can't really give you any recommendations but if you do have genuine dance magazine look in the back um, and do some of your own research based off of the information that I gave you all right I think that that will help you out um, if you are if you have a kid that is looking to be a part of a uh, lesser known intensive that's in a smaller city with smaller organizations, some attached to companies, some not attached to companies. I'm really impressed that I can just continue talking without thinking while I look through the pages. That kind of tells you that I I've been podcasting for a long time and now almost in my fourth year. Okay. Last one, the rock school, the rock school is in Pennsylvania. Um, I would consider this a competition ballet school. They go to Youth America Grand Prix and Prix de Lausanne and other things like that. Um, They have tons of fantastic students. I've heard mixed reviews about their programs. Too many students in certain classes um, sometimes disconnect with the directors, uh, but that's just what I've heard. I haven't experienced that for myself. It might be better if you can talk to somebody who's been involved in the program. I, do, I can tell you the students that have gone on to have professional careers that have come from the school usually have really good things to say about the school. So it might be one of those situations where it really just depends who you are, where you are, how you get treated, and uh, that's how your experience is. So yeah, this podcast has gone on so long. I hope that you got something out of it. If you want to share anything with me or if there is anything, that uh, I missed or that you feel that I was wrong about, let me know, I will share it. I'm happy to continue offering information like this to my listeners. It's getting really late at night, so I'm going to sign off um, without too much fanfare but um yeah i hope that you enjoyed this episode of pod of chat talking dance if there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorollis.com again that's www.barrycorollis.com barrykerolli s.com you can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcast or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique choreography or speaking engagements also, if you would like to see my company debut, Movement Headquarters Ballet Company, on Sunday, February 16th at the Alvin Theatre, you can purchase tickets at www.movementhqballet.org or you can call 877-895-3378. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking. Dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. If you wanna connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B Corollas, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blogs. I have Life of a Freelance Dancer, and that's at lifeofafreelancedancer.blogspot.com, and I wrote on there for five years about working as a freelance artist working across the country, and as an independent contractor. I also have Dancing Off Stage, and you can find that at dancingoffstage.wordpress.com, and I talked on there about the post-performance careers of professional dancers. I also have a a YouTube channel. You can follow my choreography by going to youtube.com, going to the search bar, typing in B Corollas. And I also have a Movement Headquarters YouTube that we're just getting started, and you can type in Movement Headquarters at YouTube there. Thanks for listening in to Chat. I hope you return two weeks from this Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene.